Action! Welcome back to another episode of Through a Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, we have been hiatus for a little while now, but we are back today uh, by popular demand. We've been getting DMs after DMs, and I will say it's probably my behalf. Shawnee Tobin, welcome. You have been um, hitting me up weekly to get it going back up, and I've been the lazy ass, so apologies to everybody. But uh, Shawnee T, how you been? I'm going well, mate. I'm going well. But, mate, it hasn't just been me. The people have been sliding in my DMs asking me, when are we coming back? When's the next one dropping? And, uh, you know, I've, I've had to tell people, look, it's coming, it's coming. We're trying to link up. And, of course, you know, you guys have to do a couple of the weeks in Sydney. But it's good to, you know, it's good to even still be able to do you via Zoom. You know, obviously, we always talk about how we can't obviously be in the same room at the minute. But, uh, mate, it's been good. It's been good. I've been looking forward to, to, to sort of linking up. And there was no way that we were going to not do one on the week of your 200th game, uh, 200th career game, but 100th game for the club. So we'll talk a little bit more about that shortly. But yeah, uh, yeah, mate, there was no way that we were going to uh, not do one this week, given all the media that you're doing everywhere else. Yes, yes, yes. We're trying to think of a hashtag and all that kind of stuff. Um, it was Robbie Too Honey. Uh, there was Robbo Too Hono. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of things to throw around, but we got it. We we're back on. Um, yes, I've been to a little bit of media. It uh, feels like it's all about me, but that's not the case. Is this so, one so of those... where, where did we land with the hashtag? What are we using? Uh, Robo, we... just, just Robo's two hundred is pretty pretty standard. We didn't, okay, I didn't, I didn't, right. want, I didn't really think outside the box. Though. You know, I thought of the rip through podcast name, so that's all. You should have come to the table, but uh, we'll learn from this and go forward. But yeah, it's a big week. Um, kind of to take it as a, a normal game because in saying that, there's not really many normal games this year because it's just been. You just got to adapt, and it's been a bit of a whirl, bit of a whirlwind. I'm not going to lie, but um, when you're playing Melbourne as, a, as their home game at the Metricon Stadium, you know that the seasons are in a bit of uh, disarray. I guess you could say, but um, it's it's everything. Every game's different, so I don't know. It feels like a normal week, but it's still a strange week. It's not a normal week, and and the players <laughs> should know that. It is, this is Robo 200. We're, we're pulling everything out. This is this is Allah the grand final. This is our Anzac Day home and away season clash, oh. biggest game of the year outside the grand final. If they don't if they don't get up for this, I'm going to be disappointed. Yeah, retiring. Is, this is the biggest game of the year, and and someone should tell them that. I'm I'm letting the world know now. <laughs> I'm putting the game on notice. You know, you might, you is, might have to you might have to come into the change be. rooms before the game. That's it. This game. This is it, guys. Think about what he's done for you all. This Actually, is a podcast. If Fakes doesn't come out, if Fakes doesn't come out, <laughs> the biggest inspirational halftime address, no, pre-game address ever that everyone just wants to go out there and win for you, I'll be, I'll be disappointed. But I, I know yeah. he's going to do it, so it's, that's okay. No, it's, um, the, only, the only flattening thing about this week is that I don't get to run up with uh, my partner and the kids. That's the only thing that I'm a little bit upset about, but um, under the circumstances, I guess it makes sense. I think Josh Kennedy, he played 250 or 300 or something the other day, and he didn't get to run out with his kids either, so... Understandably, um, you can't do it, but that's one of the things that I would have loved to have done. I might have to do a makeshift one at home uh, before the game and run through some toilet paper or something. Yeah. Like Tell us, are the family able to actually be there for the game or are they having to watch at home? What's the what's the restrictions that are in place for, for the fam? Yeah, so it's similar to last week. Um, up in Queensland, we can have a few people at the game, so it kind of works in our favour. But, they, yeah, they can't come down to the race or come down to the rooms before the game or I can't run out with the kids and do all that because, obviously, there's no banner either, so I can't really run through that, but... Um, they'll be there. They'll be sitting in the grandstands watching. They're, they're up and about today. They're, they're about to go on a little um, drive. So um, looking forward to it. They'll be watching from the grandstands cheering me on. I found them in, in, the, in the, um, the box last week and gave them a few waves and stuff. So hopefully we can kick a goal and point up to them. Well, I'm going to try and be there, as I said. I, yeah. I, I don't want to be... I, I can get tickets. I can get tickets. I can get tickets for you. So you're all good. 
Mate, let me know because I couldn't get tickets on. on <laughs> I got uh, you. On I got you. I got so you. I, I asked everyone. I, I I was asking everyone, and unfortunately, I wasn't able to make it on uh, on Sunday night. Everyone that I hit up said uh, tickets are just they were just too hard to get. Yeah, um, yeah. On the weekend, it's so like hands teeth at the moment. If I can, absolutely, mate. If I can get in, I'll be I there. Got you. And I'll be uh, I'll be there so you can point to me in the crowd. Yeah, black kick the goal. Uh, I bring. Yeah. A, I'll get him to bring a ripped T-shirt for you, so I can um I can spot you easily. Absolutely, or or, or MR uh, MR two hundred or MR two hundred as there's a link right here. There's still a few left, so if you want to go up uh, and get your limited edition, um, be my guest. Go for it. It's actually a pretty sweet hoodie, as you can see. I didn't want to. I didn't want to jink. I didn't want to jink myself, so I left it to the last week till I brought them out because uh, you never know. I did break my foot before my one fifty, so I didn't want to jinx myself oh, with that. I did notice that it was a late drop. It, it was, was a late. Yeah, it's a very through. late drop. <laughs> it was a my track was a record. Sally drop. It uh, was on the. Uh, <laughs> even the even the on the on the on the mock up, it's even the wrong date on purpose. So uh, on the on the one we got made up just for me, um, just just so I didn't jinx it too much. So, Stop. what have you been yeah, up to, no, this training oh, team? What have you been up to? I know we're talking about me. What have you been up to, mate? Yeah, no, no, it's been it's, well, it's been it's been crazy, man. Trying to obviously get a hold of you has obviously been one thing <laughs> that I'm trying to do. But uh, look, outside of that, we, we've got a couple of things that we're having to work through. Of course, like I've I've been. Um, trying to you know obviously gary and i've obviously got a few things that we're trying to sort of get a hold of and still throughout 2020 which has been difficult but we're working through it and of course he's obviously got uh a, a bit on his plate so we're, mm-hmm. we're sort of having to to try and navigate through that but outside of that mate like we're, we're you know we're going well and um things are things are looking up and i think like everyone mate you're just trying to just trying to get through 2020 man i i keep saying to everyone i'm, I'm looking forward to 2021 not not saying that uh you know, we want time to go by, but geez, it'd yes, be good to get some back to some normality. And and I can't help but follow what's happening in Melbourne. And we're, we're, we're really lucky in Queensland. Obviously, you're under different restrictions than I am, but there is some normality in, on the Gold Coast. You know, you can kind of walk around, you can kind of do what you want. Everyone's keeping their distance still and obviously you know, playing by the rules. But you can't help but seeing what's happening in Victoria at the moment and think, geez, you know, you, you just hope that this thing can go away sooner rather than later. Yeah, it is. We're we're still obviously under some strict um, AFL protocols, so um, the same lockdown rules apply for us as most Victorians. Really, all we can do is go to training and come straight home, and and we can't go to cafes, we can't go to the beaches and that kind of stuff. So we're 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 pretty much in in a quarantine still, um, bar going to training and games. So it's obviously still a real thing up here as well. Um, uh, Everyone's been doing such a great job here in Brisbane and Queensland as a whole. So. Hopefully uh, things get better down in Victoria. I know the uh, the case is dropping slightly um, per per night, so that's that's a positive. But um, it's just crazy at the moment. Like, it, all, like I keep reading in the paper that like, all the teams are going to be in Queensland. So if only we could have these games filled with uh, supporters, it'd be such a good thing for the um, Queensland footy as a whole. But uh, it's pretty cool. I think I think after all this, it'd be all said and done that you know that the whole state's ho- hopefully converted to AFL fans because um, the league's not going too great up here and <laughs> that's a good thing for us on the, on the well, side. And the TV ratings are flying. Crazy, crazy. The, the, the ratings are through the roof, which, you know, what, what, you know, there's a saying in, in, in PR that you, you never waste a crisis. And, of course, there was an opportunity <laughs> for, you know, the AFL to really sort of cement, um, you know, their standing in, in, in Queensland and, and New South Wales to an extent. Um, but Queensland... Has always been a growth market, and this could be a year that defines, you know, the game in, in this state. So, to have all the teams, you know, here, and and I think from all reports, everyone's really enjoying hub life as best as they possibly can, given the, mm. you know, so much of it's between the Gold Coast and the Sunshine Coast, as we know in Noosa. But I, I was keen to ask you. I mean, it probably delves into our first talking point in terms of the logistics and travel. So, at the moment, can you give us an insight in terms of, you know, how 
how frequently you would actually be with the entire team throughout the week? Like, is there you know, still a couple of team meetings where everyone's in the same room or are you still having to sort of train and, and congregate in your groups of eight? Is that still sort of happening? Yeah, so we're, we're still under the strict protocols as I mentioned before. Um, I think every team's different because uh, the Victorian teams, they fly up as a whole squad. Whereas when we went to Sydney, we only took 27 players. So um, all the rooms and stuff when you're in the hub, they're all got numbers on the door saying like how many people can be in there, like like 63 max, 40 max, 20 max, or you're sitting down in your chairs, which are specifically spaced 1.5 apart. So at the moment for us at Brisbane, um, we don't train as a full squad only once a week. Um, for the other sessions, we're in our lines pretty much or um, with a, gr- a selected group of nine, uh, including coaches. So after the game, we'll do because all these short turnarounds, we've got a five-day turnaround, then two four-day turnarounds, which is unheard of. Um, which is going to be a big challenge and actually kind of exciting to see how it goes because going forward, you might think this could be a thing, um, footy every night, which is the only positive to come out of uh, having 20 days straight of footy to see how that works. But, yeah, we, we, we do all our, all our gym in really small groups. We split up the whole club pretty much so we can um, contain if anything ever happens so we know exactly where it's come from and who's been in touch with who. So um, we do um, Zoom meetings. So last night we had our uh, oppo preview of uh, Essendon. And we did our uh, review that morning uh, just of uh, the team that played. So um, mm. it's all it's all different, like especially with these short turnarounds. Like we, we've got to cram a lot in. Um, main training sessions are pretty much limited. We just have uh, – we had a run yesterday, uh, like about a 30-minute you know, training session. Then we had weights and then today's a day off and then tomorrow's a captain's run, which should, realistically should be our main training. So mm. we're, uh, we're learning as we go and we're adapting as, as best we can. And uh, every team's going through this, so it's not like a poor me thing. Um but yeah, every every team's different, and they'll be handling it different with the number of players. So I've seen the, the Blue Boys who um, up, up the coast. They've got that resort type living style, and I think they've got the whole squad there. And um, it kind of it might be one of those things where uh, in the future you never know what would happen if we could uh, get some more. Like it might might do hubs in the future. I don't know how it's going to go and how long this COVID period is going to last. But um, I think it's been a bit of a success. Uh, when I was in the Sydney hub, it was actually. A really enjoyable three weeks with the, with, the, with the crew that we had there and the club was so good in understanding what we can and can't do and the best thing mm. for us is being able to ask questions um, I saw Caroline Wilson the other day get a bit flat with um, people talking about uh, you know why they're asking so many questions so they can do this and that but that's what we're implored to do and um, I'd rather ask something and then they say no then just go do it and find out later if you can and can't do it so I'm not 100% sure what's going on with all that with that noise, but I did watch um, her spill on you know the partners and the wags of the AFL and trying to push the boundaries. But I don't think it's uh, intended. It's just you know they're just doing what they what they think they can do, and they're asking questions around that. So I'm not too sure. Yeah, I, th- I think everyone's just learning on the go, aren't we? Like, we're, it's, we're, like oh, as an industry, <laughs> like you're, you're just trying to figure out what you can and can't do. And, and and you're right, you know, the intent I'm sure isn't to do the wrong thing. It's just you you know the the, the banner of being able to get a takeaway coffee, go for a walk along the beach, and exercise. Mm. Um, you know, everyone's trying to follow the rules. There's just some rules that you're still trying to gain a bit of an interpretation, you know, on and off the field, really, given given you know some of the uh, decisions that we'll uh, we'll chat about as well. But I, I wanted to ask you about the logistics. So we saw on Saturday St Kilda leaves uh they, they get a bus from noosa to, mm. to brisbane they catch a flight with essendon to adelaide and they play that same night against yeah. adelaide and adelaide oval and, and and win the four points could could you see and would you be open to i suppose you know future broadcasting and fixturing where you could potentially fly on the same day play and, and potentially even fly back on the same day and still mm. be in your own bed by midnight like it happens in the nba all, all the time given yeah. their 82 game season could yeah. you see players be open to, to doing that 
I haven't I haven't spoken to any of the boys who have done that. Um, that's obviously never been a thing for footy. Like even juniors, when I was playing like under eighteen carnival, like we would fly in two days before or a day before, so your body would have time to adapt and react to all the situations and stuff for the game day and making sure the muscles are, are, are well rested. If it's working and players aren't getting soft tissues and we've been told by our, by the medicos and the head of performance that it's not great for the body to be flying in the day of, but as I mentioned before, we are pretty much just doing what what can make the game go forward. Um, and if it works, it works. I don't mind it. Like I, I could fly in the day of and play and, and the Lions, we, we will do that 100%. Um, it's just how it works and how long you can do that for. Um, if, if it's some blokes don't like staying in hotels, so for them it would be perfect. Some blokes like um, getting, if it's a long flight to say Perth, um, a lot of people's backs, and I know this is like a little bit of a niggle complaining, but a lot of people's backs seize up on long flights and um, they, they need like a little bit of time to recover from that. Probably a bit tough playing with a spasm or something in your back the day of a game when you, you, you're trying to fly. But um, as I said, everyone's just adapting and anything can happen this year. Like we could be playing on Friday against Essen and Metricon. It could be changed in a heartbeat. You just got to um, learn to deal with that and move on straight away. So mentally, like a lot of those uh, routines and schedules have been thrown out of place and you just got to learn on, learn on the go. And as, as you was touching before, like, and we're trying to interpret everything that we get. We get so much information. And we've got two blokes at a club have done an absolutely amazing job in Mitch Hahn, who was the needful coach at the, at the stage, who's turned into the, the, the officer who uh, looks after all these things at the club, who has been working his ass off day in, day out with all these books, these notebooks, these new rules and regulations that we have to abide by. So him and David Noble have been really good in that space. And, um, you know, the hygiene and the, the, the spacing and what we can do and can't do on our days off and stuff has uh, been second to none. So um, big shout out to those guys. Yeah, so we're, and we're now seeing that there's up to 170 uh, kids about to head up to Queensland as part of the mm. family relocation with the AFL's obviously got the transition hubs going on. So, look, it's tough for all compliance officers. I mean, imagine being the team that's ha- a team officer who's having to be in charge of the logistics around all the transition. I mean, it would be enormous. And, and obviously, you know, the families that are about to come up on Thursday to the Gold Coast will have to do two weeks in quarantine. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, hopefully that does make it easier for some of the players that, that haven't seen their families for a few weeks as well. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. So I, did, I did three weeks away, pretty much two and a half weeks in Sydney, and it was, it was tough um, without the family. But we, we understood that um, we're going back home to our own bed. So, you know, mm. it, I do feel for the players that are going to be spending – Next amount of time away from their kids and their families, but um, in saying that, it's awesome that they're, they're allowed to bring their um, families up with them to to the hub, which will you know make make their lives better and make um, and make it all worth it. So um, shout out to the Queensland government who who let everyone come up here and the AFL who have been working you know, pretty hard behind the scenes to make make that sure that that happens. So um, it's good for everyone involved. Absolutely, I think I think Anastasia Palaget might get a few extra votes to come Ooh, her way by the election or the yeah. end of the year. I think she's doing a uh, great she's done job. a pretty good job to get for AFL fans on the uh, in Queensland to, to see the game continue and 100%. across the board. Now I've got a uh, I've got a story that obviously you know obviously did the rounds over the weekend. I'm a bit dirty because um, I know that you're ranked 101 on the <laughs> AFL original. You've just missed this, which, uh, you know, the Rip Through It family and the Exclusive Insight family are very upset yeah. that, uh, you know, you didn't feature on the list. But uh, they, didn't, sure. they, didn't, they didn't take him in, in, in consideration <laughs> of our, uh, they didn't take into consideration of our uh, money that we make from this podcast. So that's why they didn't put me on there. But 
Yeah, yeah, 101. That wasn't that was a pretty flat to be that, but no, in serial seriousness, I was absolutely pissed off with that. Um, I've I've tweeted. So I was going to ask it. you about this because yeah, I, I, I saw a drop and went, look, and I said this on another podcast yesterday. I wasn't comfortable with with the article. I don't have a massive issue with what they were trying to do, mm. um, in terms of I suppose just the marketing behind it. But I, I read the I read the piece over the weekend, and, and I probably thought to myself, look, I don't know what it adds, um, but it does bring a, a larger discussion around it. It just it kind of brings on un, unneeded or unwarranted uh, chat about what players make, and I saw Ted Richards tweet about something like, you know, they're going to write all this stuff. It's all guesstimates. It's not actual factual what what the the players are earning, and, and it's not released to the public nor journos. And they want us to open up to them more, but then they go writing stuff that aren't actually true facts. Um, and it's it's a little bit disappointing because I, I know they've done it for the NRL as well, and. Um, it just doesn't need to be written. I don't understand what they gain from that other than clickbait um, type of uh, attention to the where it come from. But That's it, isn't it? It, it has to be because there's no... like you, You're putting these blokes on a pedestal now. Now everyone kind of thinks without... The, they don't read the fine print at the start and it's, it just says that it's you know it's not factual. It's just best um, investigation that they've done um, to get these figures and they reckon they've talked to managers and clubs and stuff, but they don't actually know and... There's a lot of triggers and clauses in contracts as well that could bump up prices and stuff. Like it's, it's, it, was, it was pretty, yeah, as I said, it's disappointing to see them write this. And um, I know for a fact that some of the players I mean, in that list aren't even on that money. And um, that's what I mean in terms of there's no way that they could know what we're on. And it just doesn't need to be written because the, the attention that some of the players get, it's already on stressful enough. And now they, because uh, there's players you spoke about before, Jack Martin, who might be the highest earning player this year that's not really on that list because he signed a heavily front-ended deal. Um yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's a tough one because they probably think that it's, you know, it's going to you know, drive conversation and, and all this kind of stuff to the website and to the, the, the um, publication. But in the end, it's just, it's just unwarranted and doesn't need to be written. Yeah. So again, like for, for me personally, I didn't have a massive issue with the article itself, and I suppose the desire to to create the the story. I, I just a lot of it seemed a lot of guesswork in, in my eyes. I mean, you, you looked at it, and the brackets were were pretty big. Um, you know, in terms of I suppose where people sat. Um, but but look, it does it does draw a much larger debate and a, and a stronger conversation, which I was keen to have with you because you know my thoughts on this. But uh, what 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 would your views be if if the AFL adopted a, a, a you know an, an NBA style format? where salaries were, were made available to the public. I mean, do you think players would be open to that or, or do you think, as you sort of alluded to, that it would, you know, sort of create, uh, you know, more problems? It could it could definitely... It could work in two ways. For, for players, it could work in terms of um, contract negotiations because if you know everyone's prey, then you're going to be able to say, well, if this guy's doing this and I'm, I've got better stats and I'm playing a better role, why, why aren't I that much money? And then you could you could do a lot of that work off that basis and the other other flip side of that is a lot of stress um people can be writing a lot of things about you you don't you don't get to say even now um people always say oh yeah you know you're on the average wage you have to be on average or above because it's 370 grand which i'm not even on so in that in that regards like you just can't go putting everyone in the same category that the average wage is this and then you're going to be seeing players earning x amount so if jeremy cameron's on one point whatever that is He's got. He's going to cop a lot more criticism for his performances. And Jack Rewalt's already talked about it publicly yesterday, and um, that you know, there's it's added stress. And and when you think like, oh, should these players' salaries be put in? Why are we different to anyone else? Like I was talking to Robbo. We had a good interview on Monday with him with the 200 game coming up, and I was like, would you be happy if your um, salary was public? And he was like, well, no. So you got to think about it that way. Like, 
if you would like your salary to be public, then why would you want others? Like, is this, is this one of those things that um, you got to think about your own backyard before you start, you know, just putting us in a category because we're athletes that we, we just, like, it should be public knowledge. So, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, don't, I don't like it. I don't like it because because I, I'm not on that much money. So, it doesn't bother me. But for the players who are earning a lot and might be, you know, not playing some great footy, it's going to be very stressful for them to be criticised for how much and trying to uh, make ends meet in that, in that regards. And, and, and I, I, I totally agree with what you're saying. And, and to me, it's difficult to to understand understand the scrutiny because it's not it's not up to a player to to um you know determine their market value. Well, 100%. in many ways, it is. But I mean, if, if if a club's prepared to offer a certain player um, x amount of dollars, well, it's not their fault that they're that they're getting a contract that that could be valued at, at maybe what's higher or lower to, yeah, to yeah. what um, the public perceive it to be. But it, it, I, I can understand the. The, the added pressure that comes from it. And um, look, th- there's a lot of things that I like about the NBA and how they do it, but I, I don't necessarily know whether this would work in our game. It's just, it just feels very intrusive. I just feel uncomfortable with that being in the public knowledge. And if it does happen, then uh, like you can't do much about it, but obviously we have, the AFL players have to tick off on it. And what do we get out of it by having that pub- uh, public knowledge? Um, that's the only thing I can think of is for contract negotiations, we understand what other players are on and I'll be able to, understand my market value instead of just what the club would think you are because they come to you contracts work the club comes to you and gives you what they think it's always a low ball situation and then you, then you work on it from there you give you give it the highest one they give you lowest one and then you kind of try and work in the middle somewhere so the only thing i can see is that working is for the media to be able to understand salaries and what players are worth and write good or bad bad news about them and I can go I can go both ways, but to be honest, I, I just I don't feel comfortable with that being public. And this has been an age old discussion, and I don't I don't think it will ever be public knowledge. But I just don't like the way they went about it, um, writing all about that stuff and having like a good boy, fair um, way out of his league type. Pro- I didn't didn't like the whole article. Yeah. Okay. Now, now just touched on contracts. We'll move along, but we're not going to jump the gun too early because we don't do that here. But I I, I did sort of read a few reports to suggest that. Uh, our man and a guest of the show and someone who obviously doesn't miss an episode, as we know, is Charlie Campbell, <laughs> and that he could be on the verge of signing a four or five-year new deal to keep him in Brisbane, yeah. which would be fantastic for him. It would be, be fantastic for the city and for the club. But uh, you know, I'm going to put you on the spotlight because the people would be frustrated if I didn't ask the question about whether uh, you know you, you feel that that may or, or may not happen uh, in the near future. Yeah, well, I'm pretty much just on the same page as you guys. Like, I I know Charlie very well, and I worked my ass off to get him here to uh, to the Brizzy Lions. So I'll be I'll be flat to see him go. But no, he's he hasn't signaled any intention to leave, and I think he's one of those guys that we would love to have around the club for as long as possible. And if he signs a five to six year deal with the Lions, it's it's great for our club and our future going forward. So I know that he's a much wanted player in the AFL. Who wouldn't want him? Um, it is it's just funny that you see. I hope I've heard some news that you know Jerno got offered this. Uh, the, the information he didn't run with it and then you know the, whoever wrote the next one they uh, they ran with it which is kind of he say she say type of scenario but we, we love Charlie Cameron and we, we can't wait to have him um, up here for a, for a future five or six years hopefully if it gets done um, but yeah he, he hasn't signaled any intention to leave and he loves Brisbane so that's my boy don't talk about him don't write about him let's come through with through a podcast absolutely and I saw your tweet it did did a, did a 
a nice a nice round a couple of weeks ago when the story first broke. So <laughs> look, look, I think I think we're all you know really really sort of excited at the opportunity and I suppose at the prospect of him uh, extending and and when he came on our show and and spoke about how much he loved the club. I mean, yeah. you can kind of sense then that he he kind of saw himself being at Brisbane for for you know for the long term and you know it'd be fantastic for him and, and fantastic mm-hmm. for the club and especially you know as I said the, the club's in a really exciting position and. Keep winning games, which is fantastic, and he yep. continues to you know excite fans and and supporters. So it's a it's a fantastic to see. Now going on to another small forward in the game, who's doing pretty well himself is Tom Papley, and and of course on the weekend there were there were some comments made towards his direction from from mm-hmm. Alistair Clarkson, and and again we don't we don't bag coaches here because you never know who might <laughs> exactly before, exactly, you know, exactly in the future. So we're, we're not yeah, we're not yeah. sort of targeting him, but not not in regards to to Clarko, But did you like? Uh, Tom, just as a player, I suppose, sort of hearing, you know, that commentary around him and, and responding in that manner, because oh, I thought it was good, you know, again, we, we always talk about how there's not enough personalities and character mm. in the game. I, I quite liked his response in many ways to just so, to say that, look, he heard it and, and he was, you know, keen that, to... That was the lull, the lull reply, was that it? The one you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know, I... I I, I saw Lee, Lee Montagna talk about there should be a taunting rule, which is absolutely tra- mm. trash for me to even think about that's going to be a rule. Like, I understand it's an NBA. NBA has no contact. It's not the same game as us, so don't put us in the same category. But um, I, I, I'm a fan of not taunting, but you you rub it into players who make a mistake because you want to put them off their game. That's, that's just how it's always been in AFL. Um, and the only thing that pissed me off is that when uh, Frawley came in and pushed over to... Pushed over, um, happily to you know support his teammate they got a freaky against which is the umpire should understand what's happening prior to that and not pin the guy who's sitting up for his teammate in that regards but um yeah clarko's been in the media a few times uh the last few weeks hasn't he with his comments but um i do believe some of his uh, words have been taken out of context and he's getting a bit uh stitched up there to be honest but um there's a lot of more other players in the competition and a lot of players do the old uh free kick uh, what's it called? Exaggeration when they go to ground a little bit easier than they should. So I've done it in my career. Yeah. Other players do it, and they're going to keep on doing it because um, it's a way to suck players in. And you go after players who know that you can get under their skin. Um, teams have tried to do it to me a few times, and I've given away silly free kicks, and they'll continue to do that because it uh, gets your ball in the hand. But I thought it was pretty cool. You, you know, he didn't bite back too hard. He kind of just said, "Yeah, as you mentioned, yeah, I see you, Clarko." And uh, I thought it's pretty funny that he typed that low because. Uh, the, the COVID period, if we can go by anything, uh, we see more personalities come out in uh, in terms of being themselves and uh, having a bit of fun on social media. So um, no, I, I, I don't mind that. I'm probably not a big fan of uh, Papley because when we play against him, he plays well against us and he's, he's a bit pretty cheeky out there. So I know Charlie Cameron loves him. Uh, I'm always into Charlie about how he's going. But yeah, I thought it was pretty funny. <laughs> We'll, we'll, we'll quickly touch on Lee Montagna's comments. I mean, you, you, you just touched on it there, but he, he did make it known on the uh, Fox Footy podcast that he felt that there should be a taunting rule to, to sort of stop players from, I suppose, um, putting themselves in the position of, of, of um, you know, balking and ta- taunting their opposition. What did you make of it? I, I thought it was very surprising to hear, just given the fact that the, the AFL is very different to the NBA in that regards. Taunting, oh, I don't know. It's It's... it's... It's not, it happens rarely in a game. It's when someone makes a pretty bad turnover mistake and you know yourself if you make a, a big turnover or a costly goal, you're going to cop it from the opposition. Um, I don't like it when players rub each other's hair, like get into them like that, like rub their hair and let them know that way. You shouldn't be allowed to touch players or um, you know get in their faces like that without expecting a contact back. That's just where the AFL is at now. You can't, they don't really discipline the first action, it's to the second one. And we get told that all the time as, as players from our coaches that... 
Um, you know, it's similar to, you know, holding the jumper or someone's holding you first or bumps you first and you bump them back and they go to ground. It's always going to be um, reverse type thing. So I was a bit surprised that Montana Commander said that. I think a lot of journalists at the moment and media personnel are just trying to put their opinion out there to get some traction. Um, it seemed like one of those things, but I don't know, each is their own. I can't really, I can't really knock what he's saying. It's easy, his opinion. Um, but yeah, I think taunting rule is probably the dumbest thing I've heard all year. No offense. Yeah, absolutely. Now we'll, we'll quickly just, we'll touch on this because we didn't get a chance to talk about, obviously, you know, in the last couple of weeks, because we haven't done a show, but I just wanted to say how much I love the, the, uh, the O'Brien, Nick Natanui, Telstra, uh, mobile oh, phone exchange at the end mate. of the day. I mean, it was one of the best moments. I was so upset that we didn't do a podcast because I couldn't get an whole hour to it. Uh, I, I just thought it was a fantastic moment and that's what we want to see. Like we want to see more, you know, more fun, more personality. And to be honest, I thought the way that O'Brien handled himself after so the game out was so good. Like he yeah. absolutely owned it. He, he, <laughs> I think he won a lot of fans over, you know, in terms of, I suppose, the way that he kind of approached it and the way that Nick Nat kind of, uh, I suppose, finished the game and, yeah, and gave yeah. Nick's change. I thought it was, I thought it was cool. Bruh, uh, I've, I've, I've deleted everything from my uh, notes, that's for sure. I'm right now writing it on paper or on my PC so I don't accidentally put my stuff. Because if, if anything of mine went on there, I'd probably be delisted, to be honest. It's uh, I've got some very personal <laughs> and hard, uh, hard fault words on there. But uh, through that whole facade, that was actually crazy. It was crazy to watch that. That um, I thought his phone was hacked or something, or, or along those lines. And then when he, when I saw the video, I was like, oh my god, he's actually done that, and he, he owned it. Um, a lot of players had respect for him because you do have self affirmations that you want to, you know, make yourself feel better and uh, talk yourself up. That's what that journaling is all about. And um, unfortunately, he's got made public, but. Um, the way Nat Nui is, I tweeted, there's the most baller thing I've ever seen in AFL for him to <laughs> give, give Riley a bloody brand new phone after the game. Like it had to be pre-planned as well. So he must've thought like, regardless, yeah. win or lose or draw, that he's going to be giving him a brand new phone. And, um, I thought it was just cool. As you, as you mentioned, like more personalities coming out, as I try to say in the COVID period, we're seeing a lot more personalities and, um, uh, all that kind of stuff shine through because, uh, a lot less, uh, because criticism of players being himself and coaches being himself. So I thought it was so cool. Uh, I might accidentally do it to Nick Nat and try and get a new phone too. So shout out Telstra. Absolutely. absolutely. No, I think everyone, every week, I think he'll be, uh, he'll be getting targeted <laughs> now on something quite similar. So look, it was classy. It was cool. I liked yeah, it. It yeah. was a baller move and, and, yeah. and we respect baller moves on this, on the show. So yep. that's, uh, that's what we're all about. I think, I think that's us. I think that's us for a, uh, you know, a, our episode. I mean, it was good to chat. And, and I wanted to ask you, obviously, before we, before we finish up, you obviously got your 200th, which we mm-hmm. spoke about a, a little while ago, but it is your 100th game for Brisbane. Yeah, so yeah. You know, you, you've obviously got two milestones, of course, in the one. Um, what, what's it mean to, I suppose, is, you know, when you, when you look back now at the 99 games that you have played for Brisbane, knowing the circumstances which you arrived to the football club, how does it feel to know that you're, you're making it to 100? It's a bit of a journey, isn't it? Um, 100 of the Blues probably didn't go the way that I expected at the club. Um, you know, we had such a great team on paper and uh, we had a bright future ahead uh, at the club and that was cut short just to a few actions of myself and um, learning experiences, but obviously silver lining to be able to get picked up on the Brizzy Lions and, um, you know, I've had six years up here now as well. Uh, and it's all thanks, you know, to a couple of people. I want to give a shout out to Greg Swan. Obviously, he's um, heavily publicised that he's been a massive part of my, my resurgence of my career up here, but um, also my partner, Emma, who's been through thick and thin. Um, it's crazy what she's had to put up with and you know her pretty well. She uh, She's probably one of the best uh, mothers that you'd ever see getting around and the way she looks after me, she's got three kids. That's the way she does her, does her, does her life and does her role in the family, but... Um, her and the kids have been amazing throughout um, my whole career, like the last 10 years as well I've been with her. So 
Uh, it means a lot, honestly, to get my name on a locker at the Brisbane Lions as well with some great names at number five. Um, and Chancey Boy gets to choose two clubs if he if he goes down yeah. the route. He goes down the route of uh, playing AFL. So, father son at um, the Colton Blues and the Brisbane Lions is pretty special for me. Um, you know, so hopefully I can give back to the Brisbane Lions this year and we can play some finals again and we can uh, get a get get back there and uh, do some damage. But it's been it's been a journey. So I feel I still feel really fresh and I feel like a young kid still. So. I act, act that way and hopefully um, the Lions see my worth and after next year we see how we go. So big shout out to the Brisbane Lions, shout out to everyone involved in my career, obviously mum and dad and everyone involved who's been through um, all my ups and downs and probably my manager Timmy Hazel too. I've, I've, I've uh, thrown him under a bus a few times. I've, he's earned his um, experience through me and um, he's, he's been there since day one. So um, shout out to Timmy Hazel and the Vivid Management Group. But um, yeah, it's, 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 been a, it's been a long time coming but 200 it's, uh, it's uh, something Absolute. I look back on after I'm going to finish up. I'm looking forward to it. The message is clear. They better know it's worth <laughs> six points because this is no ordinary game. This is this is, this is what we play for yeah. uh, in 2020. We want to make sure that we get the win. And, uh, you know, of course, I, don't, I try not to play too many favourites, but you know where yeah, I'm yeah, I know, I know, I know uh, on this weekend. And it's uh, it's exciting, mate. I couldn't be happy for you. And we've got to give the, we've got to give the hoodies another plug because, uh, you know, obviously there's a, there's a link there that you can be able to showcase where they are. They're fantastic. They're made to fit. They're unisex, even if they're not they're definitely unisex they're gender neutral yeah, uh, so they're, 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 they're quality and uh, we've got to make sure that people understand where they can get them so where, where can they grab the hoodies so again? on the website www.robos200.com there's a few left um and i'm chucking in some prizes as well some l'oreal men experts and prizes for the last couple that that they jumped on board for the last second so um, no, it's practically sold out already, but um, I've held on a couple just for the um, last couple of days. But shout out to Hyper, Hyper Carry, who um, is the the idea. Um, my, my, my profit goes to charity, so we've got to find a charity to do that too as well. Um, but yeah, it's awesome. I love it. I'm going to wear it all the time. The boys are thinking of a wanker wearing my, my hoodie, but uh, that's something that I've, I've tried to adapt and make on. But no, it's a lot of fun. But, Thank you, Shorty T, for coming on today. Um, I can't wait till we can catch up in person again. Might, might be able to see you at the game. Might not be able to. Who knows? But I'll be doing this. Yeah, you'd be like, hey, but are you saying Bob? <laughs> we get but it. No, no, appreciate yeah, you coming on, fun, man. It's always fun, man. Always fun. Chat to you soon. Let's rip through a piece out. Eat down. Boom.